This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Oscar's wildest moments. Awkward. To artificially inseminate a cow. What you didn't see on TV. Look at all that rain. Even the stars are starstruck. Bobby! Then Oscar's so political. They told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton. Plus, Charlize, Margot, Renee, Scarlett. Fashion hits and misses. Inside the Oscars with Victoria Ricano and Jim Murray. Then, attack of the Roomba? The homeowner accused of using his Roomba vacuum cleaner to smash down his neighbor's fence. And his wacky call to 911. Can you speak like an adult, please? Plus, a mighty wind. And what is that thing? It looks like it's from another planet. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A star-studded night at the Academy Awards as history is made with the foreign film winning Best Picture for the first time ever. But along with the awards, there were some awkward moments, some of which you didn't see on TV. Our Victoria Ricano and Jim Murray shared red carpet duty. Congratulations. Oscar's biggest star shined on the red carpet, protected from the rain by a see-through tent. Generally, it's always sunny at the Oscars, but not this year, as a winter storm brought cold and rain just as the red carpet got underway. Rain pooled overhead, and there was a scramble to make sure no water dripped on famous heads, but the carpet still got soaked. Saoirse Ronan needed help to make sure her gown didn't drag through the puddles. This has been a like gorgeous journey, and now we're here for a party. We found one of the night's biggest winners, Best Supporting Actress Laura Dern, catching up with her marriage story director Noah Baumbach and his wife, Little Women director Greta Gerwig. I just want Greta Gerwig to be celebrated. And the award for best photo bomb goes to Timothy Chalamet, who brought a huge smile to nominee Margot Robbie's face as she posed for cameras from around the world. Best supporting actor Brad Pitt used chapstick on his way inside the Dolby Theater. And whoops, last year's best actress Olivia Coleman stopped short when someone stepped on her train. I spoke to Al Pacino, who was nominated for The Irishman. Congratulations on your nomination. This yes. is how many times for you? This is nine times. Nine. Yes. Nine. <laughs> I, I won once. The most memorable performance of the night was of a song that won the Oscar 17 years ago. Eminem's hit Lose Yourself from the film Eight Mile brought down the house. We were all just like looking around going, is that Eminem? Is he really up there? But it, that's what makes the 
moments in the Oscars special. This is why we're talking about it. It's the unexpected. There were priceless reactions as Eminem got his shot on the Oscar stage, but iconic director Martin Scorsese, he was caught dozing off. And awkward, Janelle Monet's button popped open just as she started her opening number, but she gracefully buttoned up and went on to kill it. There was also this moment when Josh Gad threw shade at John Travolta for his infamous introduction of Adina Menzel. The wickedly talented one and only Adina The iconic and brilliant Adina Menzel, pronounced exactly as it is spelled. We spoke to the funny man on the red carpet where he joked around about all the legends in attendance. Oh, Robert De Niro, guys, camera oh, oh. up. Robert! I'm trying, I'm trying. Bobby! James Corden and Rebel Wilson popped up dressed as their characters from the most panned movie of the year, Cats. Joaquin Phoenix joke. Others made statements about sustainability. Best actor Joaquin Phoenix has worn the same tuxedo to every award show this season. Elizabeth Banks wore a plunging crimson dress that she first wore to the 2004 Oscars. And 82-year-old Jane Fonda, who says she's not buying any more clothes for the rest of her life, wore an Ellie Saab gown that she first wore in 2014 to Cannes. She also debuted a silver pixie cut. When Jane Fonda made that announcement, she really took a pause, and I'm, I'm sure it's partly because she wanted to make sure she got it right because of what happened a couple years ago, but also I think she was just sort of taking in that moment because she knew the place was going to erupt when she said the word parasite. The Oscar goes to... Parasite. Parasite was the first non-English film ever to win Best Picture. The acclaimed movie took home four Oscars. Best Actress Renee Zellweger teased director Bong Joon-ho about all that gold as she got her own statuette engraved. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Not so many. How many? I'm so sorry. <laughs> she also joked around with the engraver about the spelling of her name. Oh, that's Brad Pitt was impressed by the speed of the process. Is that it? Good? All done? Yeah. All right. Brad and his buddy Leonardo DiCaprio found a dark table to hang around at the governor's ball. The Oscars were a family affair for many stars. Joaquin Phoenix had his mom by his side as he picked up his engraved Oscar. Keanu Reeves also brought his mom. So did Charlize Theron. And who is that sitting next to Brad Pitt? It's his longtime manager. On stage, he sent his love to his six children. This is for my kids who color everything I do. I adore you. Thank you. Although Parasite won four awards, it has raked in less than $36 million at the box office here in the United States. That compares to Joker, which has made over $300 million. But Parasite is expected to get a big boost now that it has all those Oscar wins. And the red carpet is always a time for the stars to shine. But this year, it was also a chance to make a statement. For one star, the message was literally part of the outfit. Megan Alexander is on Fashion Patrol. Who says you can't wear white in winter? Just ask Renee Zellweger, among the many stars in white on the red carpet at the Oscars. She got raves for her Armani one-shoulder gown. She also made a statement by wearing almost no jewelry. And just look at those toned arms. Salma Hayek was also in white, along with Best Actress nominee Cynthia Erivo, who wore Versace. And 
and red-hot singer Billie Eilish in an oversized Chanel suit. Scarlett Johansson sizzled in a champagne-colored strapless gown by Oscar de la Renta. When she turned around, you could see the tattoo on her back. Brie Larson shimmered in the same color. Singer Janelle Monet went for the drama in a silver-beaded Ralph Lauren gown with a hood. At the other end of the spectrum, black. Charlize Theron was stunning in Dior. Penelope Cruz wore Chanel, and so did Margot Robbie, whose gown was vintage Chanel from the year 1994. Margot Robbie can never do any wrong when it comes to fashion. She just always looks so elegant and beautiful. Natalie Portman made a statement in a black cape. The embroidery down one side was a silent protest. She had every female director who wasn't nominated written into her cape, which is pretty cool. Laura Dern, who won Best Supporting Actress, wore pink with black fringe and beads. Laura Dern is a veteran here on the red carpet, and so she just, I feel like she knows exactly what looks good on her body. Like Dern, Wonder Woman Gal Gadot also wore pink with black detail. Saoirse Ronan incorporated black in her dress too. Regina King is getting high marks for her pale pink Versace. One of the biggest pops of color came from Kristen Wiig in Valentino that some people compared to lasagna. Very fashion forward um, and something different. Were there any misses in your opinion? I mean, honestly, I think the best thing about this year is everyone just pushed the envelope and it was bold, bold, bold. So no, I don't think that there were any misses. Coming on the heels of the impeachment hearings and just days before the New Hampshire primary, it was probably inevitable that politics would creep into awards night, and some stars couldn't resist sharing their points of view. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt took a swipe at how Republicans handled the impeachment trial as he accepted his Oscar. They told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. Renee Zellweger also got serious with what many saw as a dig against President Trump. She urged everyone to focus on what unites Academy. us rather than what divides us. When we celebrate our heroes, we, um, you know, we're reminded of who we are uh, as one people, united. Joaquin Phoenix, a vegan, spoke about respecting everyone's rights, even cows. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby, even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. As the Oscar winner celebrated at the annual Governor's Ball across the country, President Trump held his own Governor's Ball at the White House with actual governors in attendance. He's hitting back at all the mockery of this photo taken over the weekend, showing his tan line. Oh my God, it's like the day at the nursing home when they let the residents put their own makeup on. <laughs> More fake news, Trump tweeted. This was photoshopped, obviously, but the wind was strong and the hair looks good. Anything to demean. The photographer responded, this picture was never photoshopped, but he admitted he used his iPhone's photo app to adjust the color. Tonight, the president is holding a rally in New Hampshire on the eve of tomorrow's primary. For TV viewers, when the Oscar show ends, the night is over. But for the stars, things are just getting started. The big winner of the night, Parasite, threw quite the bash last night. They even brought in a K-pop band to get the crowd going. Over at the Vanity Fair party, the stars took photo booth to a whole new level.
Best Actress Renee Zellweger took a spin in the booth with her Oscar. Also posing in the booth, Best Actress nominee Cynthia Erivo, supermodel Emily Ratajkowski, and actress Gabrielle Union with her hubby, NBA star Dwayne Wade. Guests sipped on champagne and chowed down on In-N-Out burgers. Kylie Jenner showed off her incredible figure in this beaded blue gown, but admitted on Instagram, couldn't really sit in this, but it was worth it. Her sister Kim Kardashian West had a similar problem. I literally have to lay down in the car like I cannot sit up because my dress will rip or pop or something, but it's worth it. There was one person who says they weren't watching the Oscars last night. Harvey Weinstein made that clear as he arrived today at Criminal Court in New York. How times have changed. Disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein says he didn't even watch the Academy Awards on TV. Not too long ago, Weinstein was the king of the Oscars. Now he's on trial for rape. And the ratings are in. 26.5 million people watched the Oscar telecast. That is the lowest rated Oscar ceremony in its history. Kobe Bryant was among those remembered at the Oscars. And now, two weeks after his death, we've obtained exclusive footage of the doomed helicopter as it took off that fateful morning. For the first time, we're seeing video of Kobe Bryant's doomed flight taking off. Inside Edition obtained footage showing the helicopter departing from John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California. Today, Kobe's wife Vanessa posted video of her daughter Gigi and Kobe with this heartbreaking message. My brain refuses to accept that both Kobe and Gigi are gone. I can't process both at the same time. I'm so mad. Then I realize I need to be strong and be here for my three daughters. She also shared this sweet video of seven-month-old daughter Coco. She looks just like my Gigi with her daddy's eyes. The Oscars always pay tribute to those we lost the previous year, but Hollywood is still reeling from the tragic loss of Oscar winner and basketball great Kobe Bryant. Grammy winner Billie Eilish delivered a haunting rendition of Yesterday, as Kobe was the first to be remembered in the segment honoring celebrities we've lost. Director Spike Lee paid tribute to Kobe, wearing a specially designed extravagant purple and gold Gucci suit. Kobe's number 24 was embroidered across his lapel. A public memorial for Kobe Bryant is set for February 24th. Now hold on tight because this is not what a day at the beach is supposed to be like. Hold on to your hats, that's some strong wind. Gus hit 74 miles an hour, the equivalent of a Category 1 hurricane at a beach outside Amsterdam. The wind was so strong, this woman looked like she was about to get swept away. <laughs> Passengers on a plane coming in for a landing in Amsterdam cried in terror when they got caught up in the storm. The airline tried five times to land before returning to Madrid. <laughs> Powerful storms are hitting across Europe. Easy. Whoa. This passenger jet rocks side to side as it struggled to land in Birmingham, England. Here in the USA, we're also dealing with wild weather. A tornado struck near Charlotte and gave one family a big scare as tree branches came toppling onto their home. 
we were just shocked. I mean, we couldn't believe that it was that bad. I've never seen anything like that. Just minutes before, Mark Hudak's wife and baby were outdoors. Suddenly, the 60 mile an hour winds came barreling through, blowing everything off the porch. She ran inside, grabbed the dog, grabbed the baby, took him in the bathroom, and she said she heard everything happen. She said it was um, an eerie sound, and then it just came flying through. Scary stuff. We'll be right back. Next. Attack of the Roomba? The homeowner accused of using his Roomba vacuum cleaner to smash down his neighbor's fence. And his wacky call to 911. Can you speak like an adult, please? And what is that thing? It looks like it's from another planet. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. They say good fences make good neighbors, but things got out of hand when police say one neighbor sicked his Roomba on the other's fence. That's right, they say he used his robotic vacuum cleaner as a weapon, and it got even crazier when the SWAT team arrived. It's a neighbor dispute unlike anything you've ever seen. The weapon of choice was allegedly a Roomba vacuum cleaner. My daughter just started praying for everyone's safety. Candace and David Baird say it started when their neighbor tried to knock down their fence with his feet, then his shoulders, finally with the Roomba. We heard these loud pops that initially we thought were gunshots. It was actually him taking the Roomba and just throwing it against the fence pretty hard. Fearing for his family's safety, Baird and another neighbor armed themselves and confronted the Roomba owner. I told him, if you come through the fence, I'm going to shoot you. Another friend showed us how he guarded the back. I took cover behind this post right here um, as he was kicking the fence and throwing his Roomba against the fence. Candace and their two kids hid in the bathroom. I was armed with my weapon in, in case he got into the, the house past the guys out there. A SWAT team was called in and a six-hour standoff followed. The neighbor was clearly having a bad day. He also called 911 six times. I'd like to report a bag. Sir, you'd like to report a what? A bag. Can you speak like an adult, please, and tell me what situation you're having? I'm going to run you guys into the ground. Okay, have a nice night. This video shows the neighbor hitting the SWAT team's robot with a hammer. The SWAT team had to use gas to get him out. Can you speak like an adult, please? The DA is now reviewing the case to determine if any charges will be filed. When we come back, what is this thingamajig found in some guy's car? It looks like some kind of alien. Stephen Fabian tells you what it is. What on earth is that? That's what Tommy Hortman asked after he found this creepy crawly thing inside his vehicle. At first, he thought it was a leaf. I was about to brush it, roll down the window and brush it out, and all of a sudden it started moving. It looks like it's from another planet. It does. That was my first thought, is if I burn this whole truck down, I'm saving humanity. But <laughs> it almost looked like a lobster dressed as a spider for Halloween. It looked like it had hairy spider legs on it and a little lobster tail and it was kind of lumbering along. Tommy posted the video online looking for answers. They have finally landed. Get rid of that alien, dude. It will kill us all. So what is that strange thing? We did a little research and determined it's a hag moth caterpillar, and it's generally harmless unless you touch it and have an allergic reaction. 
I rolled down the window, got a, a paper, a, a napkin, and and just scooched it out into the parking lot. <laughs> when we come back, bad dog. Finally today, there goes the furniture. A quiet moment at home, playing with the puppies. Suddenly, Fallon the dog does a backwards flip. Bam, direct hit. Seems the two-year-old pup normally lands perfectly on the couch. Not this time. Don't worry, Fallon was unhurt. The coffee table, not so lucky. Whoa, Fallon is a very big pup. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.